politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots, scorned taxpayers, and all around forgotten common sense Americans to the one and only CR podcast here at Blaze TV on Tuesday, December 8th. Now, December 8th, 1941 was the day that our nation declared war on Japan. Well, here we are almost 80 years later, and we declared war on a microbiological entity, a virus, with the microns being, what is it, one one hundred thousandth of a width of a hair. And we said, we're going to wear a cloth. We're going to stop that virus with a cloth. We are going to shred humanity, block and cover the image of God, cover our lungs with our mouth and our nose, which is tantamount to covering a tailpipe of a car, and it will just go away. And something bizarre happened. You see, just like we you know, declared war, we built aircraft carriers. And the Washington state governor, Jay Inslee, said a couple months ago, masks are like our aircraft carriers. Well, we built them. We used them. We wore them. According to Carnegie Mellon, every state, every major state, has over 90% compliance. My home state has 97% compliance in Maryland. And again, really, any 3% you're going to find is in outlying areas, not where most of the spread is. And certainly anyone who has a job where they have to wear it indoors for very often, no one's going to let them get away with not wearing it, unfortunately. So it's really 100%. Yet masks are so effective and they work so much that they work even when they do not work. Here we are eight months later and these very people that pushed it will never own the results and fess up to the consequences of their own failures. And they will use the lack of efficacy as a pretext to further push the same mandates on us. Folks, that is the dictionary definition of a mask hole, if you know what I mean. And look, if nothing else, we got to keep our sense of humor. Which is why, folks, this season... When you guys are working on sending all your friends and relatives Christmas cards, at least do so with a sense of humor. If you're sick and tired of overpriced greeting cards that don't say what you really mean to say, Patriot Penguin has you covered. For years, Americans have been stuck in the greeting card section reading snappy, incoherent messages that are frankly so weak they look like they're written by Biden's speechwriter. Those days are over thanks to Patriot Penguin, the first and only greeting card company for conservatives with a bigly sense of humor. From birthdays to anniversaries to Christmas, Patriot Penguin has a wide selection of cards that will trigger your snowflake friends and relatives, plus remind the like-minded that you don't drink the mainstream media Kool-Aid. All their cards are designed and printed right here in the good old USA. They ship free and quick. You got to love that, folks. Go to PatriotPenguin.com right now and save on a four-card package for $22 with the offer code CR. 
you must place your order by December 15th. So get a hurry on that if you want to guarantee arrival before Christmas. Let's keep Christmas great with Patriot Penguin. Go to PatriotPenguin.com. That's PatriotPenguin.com. Offer code CR. And look, I mean, we got to keep our sense of humor here because to me, the perfect illustration of what these people are is a mask hole or something that rhymes with it, kind of. Because those big holes in those masks that are 30 to as much as 14,000 times larger than the Virons are so magical that they could stop the virus, but not stop it. In other words, you could have so much spread that we need to lock you down because it's spreading so much, but they also simultaneously somehow work, even though you've been wearing them for eight months prior to the spread, and then it spread. And this is what we're seeing all over the country now. We're seeing all these places, they say, how dare you? If you don't, you know, we're going to start locking things down. If, if the cases don't go down. Well, I thought we were all wearing masks. Shut up, wear a mask. I know I did shut up, but I'm wearing my mask. Like, uh, where do you want me to go? The compliance is biblical. They're somehow blaming this on a lack of compliance. When the reality is that compliance is essentially 100%. And yet they could still turn to us and say, you're not wearing it enough. You see, this is a vicious cycle. They, their perfidy could never be disproven. Because the more it doesn't work, the more it doesn't work. See, the more it doesn't work, the more there's a need for you to continue wearing it. And this is really everywhere. I'd love to know all those places where people aren't wearing masks because I can't find them. Mike emailed us from northern Minnesota. He said, I live in the boonies of far north Minnesota where you would think there would be some resistance to our governor's tyranny. Well, you'd be wrong. It's very disheartening to see nearly 100% compliance and no pushback on anything. Are you seeing that where you live? Why is it that people are so compliant. See, we had a, a big debate over this. And the thing is, you know, typically, you don't get to prove the efficacy of something because we have reached a stalemate and we don't really implement the policy. Here, they won. They got what they wanted. They don't take yes for an answer. They got a biblical degree of compliance that nobody could have ever imagined. And yet they still won't take ownership of it. And worse, they have the nerve to turn to us while their thing is not working and say, we need lockdown. Well, lockdown didn't work. Well, you, you got to wear a mask. Well, by your own admission, they didn't work. My buddy Elgato Malo on Twitter, you should follow him. He put together an amazing thread going over the geographical distribution of the country in terms of the virus, the transmission rates, the timing, the seasonality, and it's like clockwork. It's different regions. They all get it at different times. When one gets it big, the other one doesn't get much spread and vice versa. 
And the less an area got it before, the more they get it now. And that's California. California didn't get it much until now. Now they're getting it. There is now exponentially more spread in California with 100% mask wearing than there was in March and April with no mask wearing because people didn't think of something that's stupid yet. <clears throat> now, I'm not suggesting it means the mask make, made it worse, although I do think there is an element of that. It just simply, it's it's natural. It's seasonality. It wasn't meant to spread there. And this is what you're seeing everywhere. You You have a bunch of areas that for months and months and months didn't do any of these things, and it didn't spread. And now it does, because... Not because they're not wearing masks or doing lockdowns. They weren't doing it before and they weren't getting the virus. It's because now it's the time to come. And precisely because they did so good, they're going to do so bad now. Because you have have no resistance. You have no herd immunity. It's going to have to get everyone. And conversely, you had California, which had a strict lockdown and seemed to be doing good. Oh, maybe it's the lockdown. Oh, whoops, now it's spreading out of control. Oh, so then it's not the lockdown. It just wasn't its time. So we're going to have a guest on a couple minutes to talk about this. Who has done more work on data analysis of mask wearing by state, by time, than anyone else. But I just want to demonstrate to you the dystopian world we live in. And the lack of an opposition party we have. Do you know that Republicans are on the cusp of signing off on another trillion dollar so-called stimulus bill. And what is so bizarre, and and I said this in March, is you, you can't stimulate a dead body. By definition, you have people work, and then you give them incentives. Here, they're incentivizing people not to work. So Republicans are taking a look at all these governors that are saying, shut up. We're suspending democracy. We're shutting you down. We're shutting down schools. We're shutting down churches. We're shutting down businesses. We're shutting down your own mouth and nose. Now, they could only do this because the federal government threw hundreds of billions of dollars at them. Okay, so they get the virtue signal on the cheap without having to own the consequences because they just come to the feds to bail them out. So Republicans are now going to stimulate another lockdown. Because what they're doing is throwing more money at them so now they could afford to do more lockdowns rather than forcing them to fish or cut bait. They are rewarding the bad behavior. This is what bothers me about all these phony conservatives and Republicans. We all debate these abstract hypothetical things. Is it better to vote Republican? What might Republicans do? While we ignore what is going on in the here and now on the biggest issues. This is the biggest issue of our time. This bill is their biggest leverage point. I know they don't care about the debt. I know they don't care about spending. So they're going to throw money away, throw money at them, but at least get policy changes in return. At least use it as a carrot and a stick. Let me, let me go down, down the list one by one. They throw another $180 billion at unemployment benefits. But again, what's the point in... All that's going to do is states are going to say, great, so now we can shut down businesses and we'll just pay them. No. Preconditioning the funding to governors not doing that. So at least you're stimulating employment, not unemployment. And throw in there 
tax cuts and regulatory cuts, which are actually stimulating growth rather than stimulating a shutdown. Then they throw $160 billion straight up at state and local aid. I mean, at least if you're going to do that, mail people checks. At least just give it to people. They give it to the state, the very state and local governments that are shutting us down, that are letting out criminals, that are encouraging rioting. Republicans are, they're using their control of the White House, and that's Trump and the Senate, to go and give them what they want. $160 billion bailout for these very bastard governors. Then they have $82 billion in education relief. Again, you're throwing money at the teachers' unions that are shutting down a generation of education. At least if you're going to throw money at them, precondition it and say, look, you got to be open. You got to stop the mask holes and the abuse and all this stuff. You open up normally, we'll give you money. Then they throw another $45 billion at airlines. Why do they need the money? People have been traveling a lot. Because notice, government advises people not to travel, but they don't mandate that you're not allowed to travel. They didn't shut down the airlines because the airlines have pull. So why should they get a bailout? Especially when they're abusing us with those stupid mask mandates. I'd condition funding to getting rid of the mask mandates. Then they have another $26 billion for nutrition programs and another $10 billion for child care. Well, that's all presupposing kids out of school. So like, oh, parents need to go to work, so you have to pay for child care. They're not getting their stupid school lunch, whatever things, so you pay for it you know, outside of school. But that's the point. By throwing more money at that, you're basically green lighting and actually encouraging states to continue shutting down rather than punishing them for shutting down. I take away money for those that shut down schools and only offer this additional funding to those that open them. There's another $16 billion for vaccine development and test and trace funding. More unconstitutional spying on us, shutting us down. Republicans are always like, well, what can we do? I don't control New York. I don't control California. But you control the Senate and the White House and you're signing off on legislation that underwrites what they're doing. It underwrote it in March and now you're underwriting it for another year. There's another $5 billion for opioid treatment. Yeah, throw more money at those stupid organizations. But again, the point is, why do we have a sharp increase in drug overdoses? Because of the damn lockdown. Stop treating and, and worse, stimulating the very symptoms of the problem you're underwriting. Address the problem. But this is where Republicans are. Do you hear Kelly Leffler and David Perdue in Georgia speaking against this? Speaking against anything the Democrats are doing on anything except for just the broad platitudes of, oh, they're for abolishing the police and socialism? Folks, if this is not socialism, if this legislation and the mentality behind it and the missed opportunities to use your leverage through that funding is not socialism, I don't know what is. This is the joke of Washington. They all fight over broad terms. Freedom and socialism, American dream. They use these platitudes. But when you get down to the specifics, 
the discernible policy outcomes that actually determine our society, that have actually underwritten the most dramatic social changes, economic changes to our lifestyles in the history of this country this year, the parties are 100% on the same side. You know, Democrats might want to throw in some other extraneous things, and Republicans oppose that, but on the fundamental meat and potatoes of the bill, they share the same philosophy. You know, just how out of touch are Republicans? I'm not kidding you. Yesterday, the the, the irony is lost on this guy. There's no self-awareness. Senator Rick Scott from Florida, together with Marco Rubio, he put out a statement and he tweeted out his statement. He said, yesterday's sham elections in Venezuela were a pathetic stunt from Nicolas Maduro and his cronies. The people of Venezuela and the world will not be fooled. We will never stop fighting for a free and democratic Venezuela. <laughs> I mean, so here we have stolen elections in America, literally using some of the same software they use in Venezuela. And then we have democracy being suspended because it's for our own good. Life, liberty, property, bodily integrity. Like, we're never going to stop fighting for free democratic Venezuela. I mean, this, this, <laughs> geez. this is what you have from Republicans. Again, I mean, you can't lose your sense of humor here. Jeez. We're going to fight for Venezuela while we're becoming like Venezuela. Heck, you know, if Republicans do such a good job fighting for Venezuela, maybe they'll actually be effective for once. We'll be able to move to Venezuela while America becomes the new Venezuela. But this is where we are, folks. This is what we're up against. And meanwhile, these very same, I mean, at least in Venezuela, I don't think they're suspending democracy while they're letting out violent criminals. The L.A. mayor basically banned jogging. And if you do, you have to wear a diaper. But guess what? He announced a whole list of crimes. Uh, Well, this was the L.A. uh, Soros prosecutor. Announced all the crimes he's not going to prosecute. No, no, no. Mask wearing is a crime. But trespassing, disturbing the peace... Driving without a license, prostitution. Oh, no. Those things. Those things. We will decline to prosecute. And by the way, you know why he added in driving without a license there. It's all for illegals. This is such a dystopian vision. I don't even know what to tell you. And look, here's another story. This is from Texas, Houston, Texas. Okay, so tell me, Daniel, well, that's California. You got New York. I'm going to be in Texas, a red state. Okay, Um, this is from ABC 13 News in Houston, KTRX. A man accused of killing a teenage friend five years ago recently bonded out of jail while still awaiting trial, but he's back behind bars again and is now accused of killing someone else. ABC News first reported about Edward O'Neill When the then 18-year-old was charged with killing his friend, 16-year-old Ryan Roberts, police said he admitted to stabbing Roberts several times, confessed to the killing three times. His mental health had prevented a trial to this point. In June 2020, felony mental health court judge Mark Ken Ellis lowered his original 50,000 bond to just 25,000. This is a murderer. 
self-admitted murder, O'Neill bonded out of custody. But on November 28th, five months later, O'Neill is accused of another murder. Authorities say he shot 39-year-old Derek Mike to death in an apartment complex. According to court records, O'Neill's mother told investigators he has mental issues and that she is afraid of what else he may do. And this is the point. A lot of them are like, well, you can't lock him up. He's uh, mentally ill. Well, all the more so, you can't let him out. I mean, you know, their whole point is, oh, uh, uh, no, we're going to reform criminals. Well, if they're mentally ill, they can't be reformed, even according to your logic. So you could debate over where to put them. This type of jail, this type of mental thing that's maybe separate from a re- from a regular murder, whatever you want to do, but it's an even stronger reason you can't let them out. This was all about low-level crimes, and I told you guys, it has nothing to do with that. It's a de-incarceration agenda in all 50 states, and that includes Texas very prominently, letting go murderers, and they go out and murder more. We have a government of, by, and for criminals. We have a dystopian vision where victims are criminals, criminals are victims living and breathing and opening a business and going to school and and going to church is a crime. But murder is a low-level offense, especially if you have a mental illness. We must really feel bad for you and give you a chance to be let out so you can murder more people. Again, just the first 21 minutes of this show, what I'm talking about with the mask holes and the lack of efficacy and the trends in the virus and the jailbreak and the crime, just the information I gave you in just this short period of time. When do you ever hear any Republican talking about this, speaking to this, harnessing strategies? There's the NDAA. There's the budget bill. There's the corona bill that are considered must-pass legislation where you could air these grievances, use your bully pulpit as Trump is president and these members of Congress to say, we will not pass more funding until this is dealt with. No more, not a penny of funding for states until they end heavy-handed corona fascism, until they stop using coronavirus as an excuse for releasing criminals, until they better... Disclose the CT levels of their PCR testing so we know that they're accurate. Nothing, no leverage ever on anything. And again, Republicans come January, all these state legislatures are going to convene. Republicans have control of 31 of them. In how many of them do you think they're going to address any of these issues? But I want to get to my guest before I lose my train of thought, get back to what we were talking about originally with our mask hole overlords. So we, we now have an official religion in this country in violation of the First Amendment. They have established the religion of the cloth. We're all men of the cloth now. And you have to believe in the cloth. You cannot insult the cloth. You literally cannot write anything on the web against the cloth. Um you know, I, I could write anything about any politician, but I cannot insult the cloth. And every one of my articles um, that suggests that maybe the holes in the mask promulgated by the mask holes don't work that well because they're kind of shouting that it's spreading. So, I mean, clearly it doesn't work. Uh, they censor it. But there's been one man that has really done yeoman's work. More than any any of these nerdy doctors that you speak to, wear a mask. And then they literally don't look at basic data. Like, okay, you've done it. 
we've done it, we've been doing it, and what's been going on. So Ian Miller started this a number of months ago where he's like, okay, so I'm going to track a given area when they implemented a mask mandate, and then we'll see what happened to the case level. I mean, let's just take a look. And what he has shown is that it doesn't work anywhere. I mean, unless they didn't have one before and they didn't get the virus and the virus finally came and then they panicked and implemented it. And then obviously the virus only lasts for six to eight weeks in a given wave in a given area, that iteration. So it eventually goes down and like, oh, you see the mask worked. But if you see a mask chart on the web chronicling the failure of masks, It probably came from Ian Miller. He's one of our contributors at rationalground.com. It is a must follow. He is a must follow on Twitter, Ian MSC. And he happens to also have the distinction of being from the land of fruits and nuts from California, which is ground zero for the mass cult religion. Ian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All righty, and it's been a while since we've had you on, and I'll be honest with you. Even I thought that, look, were this to continue going on the way we saw it a couple months ago, where everywhere where they've had mask mandates, 100% compliance in place for months, and yet it just comes out of nowhere like it does because it's natural and it spreads. If If we would have this another few months... It's going to be over. I mean, it, you, know, you can only go so long saying you need to wear a mask and then you wear it and then they themselves panic over the spread and then they turn around and say, wear the mask. I mean, th- this charade could only go on so long. And here we are months later. I think it's been about two, three months since I've had you on. And I feel like it's gotten even worse. Could you give us the general state of play and take as much time as you need with both the trends we're seeing in all the places that implemented the masks and the attitude of the mask holes in defending it and doubling down on it. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think that that's exactly what's happened is as, as we've seen it work, you know, not work even more spectacularly instead of acknowledging that, okay, well maybe this isn't actually as effective as we were telling everybody it, it was, uh, they've just doubled down or triple down or quadruple down and, um, yeah, the general trends have been, you know, basically the same for a couple of months. And I, I did this recently a few days ago and, and updated it again yesterday where I just literally went and looked at every state that has a mask mandate and combined them all and then took all the states that don't have a mask mandate and combined those states and just looked at, okay, well, if masks are so effective, we should be seeing that show up where the states that don't have a mask mandate are doing so much worse because masks are the most important public health tool we have. And Know, better protection of the vaccine. And, and then also the CDC has come out now, uh, you know, initially they said it's just source control. And now they've also come out and said, oh, no, it actually provides protection for you, too. So you'd think that those trends would be even more stark. And the CDC says, oh, no, the science has changed. It's now even better protection. Um, but I did that twice and looked at it, the data a week apart. And in both cases, the mask mandate states are doing worse. And not only are they doing worse in terms of just sheer case numbers per, you know, just per population, their growth rate is worse too. And, and that's the number that the CDC has been using in their, you know, kind of studies, quote unquote, um, in places like Kansas, where they said, oh, mask mandates went in here, not in here. And the, the case growth rate was higher in the non-mandate counties in Kansas. So 
you know, I can, I can do this. I can, it takes, you know, an hour to put it together and it's showing there's no effect. So I don't know how they continue to get away with, with pushing it. I just legitimately think that it's a lot of it. It's just that the, the normal mainstream media hasn't done any of this work and they're not interested in doing it. And I don't even know if they would be willing to put it out there if they were, if they, even if they were capable of doing it. Um, and I, you know, I think also the arguments that a lot of these, these states and especially California, as you say, we, uh, you know, we've been using masks here forever and LA was one of the first areas in the country to mandate them. And now we, the other day we had a, a, a new case rate that would have been, I think the highest in the country, if it were, if we were a state, um, you know, New York has been using masks since early April and, you know, Cuomo has been out there saying over and over again, masks brought the curve down, masks work, masks work. And then, you know, they've seen a big increase, uh, New Jersey is the same way, you know, and, it, it is, it's just the trends are the same everywhere you go. There's just no effect. And even in, even in areas where the CDC has tried to say, this is the, the place that it works like Arizona, they've seen a big increase again, their case rates now higher than it was before the mask mandate. And, you know, it's, and that's another area where I, I looked because there are certain counties that have mass mandates and some that don't. And it, the, the rates are exactly the same and the mass mandate counties were doing worse than the non-mass mandate counties. Um, you know, and I'll always get pushback from people saying, Oh, well, you don't know what compliance is, you don't know what compliance is, but you know, the CDC specifically says in one of their, one of their weekly reports, they specifically said mass mandate policies can help avert future lockdowns. Not, they didn't even mention compliance. The policy is so effective because masks are so scientifically proven that they can avert future lockdowns. So they say that I, I want to say it's last month or October, and then, you know, uh, six weeks later, California issues another stay-at-home order for the whole state. I, it's just, it's, it continues to not work everywhere you look, and they continue to keep pushing it harder than they've ever pushed it before. It's, it's totally bizarre. And again, these are the same people that are highlighting the spread and they're panicking over it. It's not like, you know, there's one thing they're like, look, you know, the case fatality rate is, is pretty low. It's not a big deal. I think we're doing good. We're wearing our masks. All right. I mean, you could say, well, why is it spreading? But okay. I mean, in your mind, maybe it works, but, but it's, it's a, it's a self indictment, right? I mean, cause they're admitting it's not working while saying it works at the same time. And so let's talk about this compliance thing. What do we know with data? And, um, do you know, do we have any data on that? Cause I just, you know, anecdotally where I live in Maryland, I have not seen a human being much to my chagrin. <laughs> In any store since April, I cannot recall a single instance of a single human being not wearing a mask. I mean, that is a massive draconian shift in social change. It's remarkable. You know, so even if you'd have one or two people like sneaking it or something like theoretically, but like that is such a dramatic shift. We're not talking about, hey, there's 5% of people doing it rather than zero. I mean, we're talking about almost every human being, uh, certainly everyone I've seen how could it be so fickle that it needs a thousand percent compliance and even 99% wouldn't cut it? Yeah. Uh, well, and, and again, that's directly contradicts. And I've pointed this out to a lot of people that have tried to argue with me about it. It contradicts what quote science has said, you know, there's a, there was a study done in May that, Oh, if 80% of people wore masks, infections would plummet. And I, and I pointed this out with Nevada where, their governor legitimately, he quoted that. He said, our, our medical advisory team has told us 80% of people wear masks and cases go down. Well, you know, Carnegie Mellon came up with the survey all across the country statewide 
uh, countywide across the country saying how many people are wearing masks. And they estimated Nevada was over 94%, which you know lines up with my experience and your experience in places like this to have the mandates. And infections were higher than they've ever been. They went up something like over 500% from when the mandate was put into effect. So, I, you know, there's other data like earlier on Pew Research did a poll and it showed 85, 90% of people wearing masks across most of the country. Um, Gallup has done polls with over 80, 90%. You know, YouGov has done surveys with over 80, 90%. Uh, and every time they'll try to say, oh, well, you, you know, you can't trust this, you can't trust that. But it, it, you know, I totally, oh, I've seen people that haven't worn a mask. You know, I, it's like all of these numbers are saying the same thing. And, you know, we, we know there are issues with polling, but it's at, at some it's point. The it's the reality of what of we all, see. I mean, there's right, such a the, social yeah. stigma that that's the point. It's not like, I mean, I'd love to know where this noncompliance is and I'll go and I join know. it. I mean, right. I, I can't <laughs> find it. And um, and also, like, again, most of the spread is going to be among people indoors for long periods of time. And that's really where you're going to get 100% compliance because that means it's a job, it's a school. There ain't anybody that's going to allow you to not wear one. I mean, like, at best, you could say a guy sneaks into a convenience store to use the bathroom for a minute, you know, I'll, 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 I'll during a pit stop from the road and maybe like before anyone could catch him or anyone could shame him or the clerk says something or maybe opts not to say something. But if you're a worker that's in there for a long period of time, that's going to be where the spread is. So isn't it funny? What are you seeing where you are? I know in Maryland, we've had this trend where, you know, they had the mass mandate and it spreads like crazy. And like they, they always have to do something right. They have to find something else. So then they're like, all right, outdoor mandate (laughs) yeah but implied in that is that that would say that what's driving it is outdoor spread yeah it's it's just a it's a desperation move you know it's that's really what it comes down to is it's always like well the the indoor mandates aren't working at all so but we have to mandate them every time people leave their homes that's the only way we can stop this and and in california and los angeles especially you know i I talked about on twitter you will see people walking their dogs alone 11 o'clock at night nobody else out and they're wearing a mask. And I, I, I just, I'm like, what do you think you're accomplishing here? This is, I mean, I'm all the pseudoscience around masks. This is the most pseudoscientific, but that's LA has had an outdoor mask mandate since May and people follow it. And it, it's just, it's insane. I mean, 60, 70% of people are wearing a mask walking around by themselves, no matter what. So not inside it's a hundred percent. And I, I mean, I just keep coming back to that. If, if compliance needs to be 100% for it to work, then maybe they're not as effective as they've been telling us. And we're seeing in areas with compliance that is 100%, it still doesn't work. It still doesn't so, work. And, uh, and I think what's so important yeah. about California, if you could just describe the situation on the ground, I, th- I think California is a terrific case study. Because there's one thing if you always have a, like, you know, kind of a moderate number of cases. So it, it's kind of ensconced in the data. You could always say, well, it would have been worse. You know, you could always disprove, you know, you can't disprove a negative. But the thing about California is they were caught red handed. Genuinely, the cases were very low. I mean, for a state that large, for, for many months, California just never really got hit bad. They had some border issues as the other border states did, but generally, a good part of the state. For given its size, you know, it's we're not talking about like Alaska and Wyoming, which would get hit the last. They they kind of for whatever reason it just didn't come. And you know, you could say in their mind, you could theoretically say, well, maybe they had a great lockdown and a great mask mandate, and they were doing good. Until now, it's 
skyrocketing. So you know what I mean? Like it's not like a kind of a, a medium like up and down. It's like nothing and then goes berserk. So how could you see any degree of efficacy there? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I don't have a good answer. Um, I was just, I did this yesterday. I looked at California and Florida because, you know, Florida has always been the kind of flashpoint for media criticism. And, you know, Ron DeSantis a couple months ago basically said, you know, we're going back to normal or at least as close to normal as we can get right now. And, you know, you can't enforce the mass mandates and no capacity restrictions and all that. And, you know, in the summer, Florida got hammered with criticism because, like you say, California was just kind of lower for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, California's new case rate adjusted for population is now higher than Florida's ever was in the summer. So, as you say, California has tried universal masking. It's been statewide mandate since the middle of June. It's been in all of the major cities since early to mid-April and May. And, I mean, the, the on the ground, you know, anecdotally, they're so insane about it here in the Bay Area that when there was a football game, the 49ers were playing and Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth had to, were the broadcasters and the, the Santa Clara Health Department made them wear masks in their booth, even though they had a glass thing dividing them and they're just TV broadcasters, two people, they had to wear a mask. <laughs> now, that's the level of insanity we're dealing with in California. And it hasn't mattered. It doesn't work. You know, and this was always kind of the poster child. Well, Look at how good California did because, like you say, they locked down early. They did masks early when cases were really low. And, uh, you know, the mandate came in when cases were like, I'm looking at it right now, I think about 60 to 70 cases per million in California every day. And now it's almost 600. So I just, <laughs> it's not like they, they waited too long and that's why it exploded. It's, it just doesn't work. It, it, we're seeing it months later. If it worked, it would work and it doesn't work. And again, more than just what's not the culprit, it's becoming clear what is the culprit. And that is just the natural phenomenon of geography, seasonality, timing, and mixed in with herd immunity. So it's a seesaw. Obviously, if for whatever reason you didn't get it earlier on and it took later to come to you, with the next iteration of the virus, you're going to have it worse than than the others. That you know, Florida got a summer wave. California didn't really get much of it. So obviously, they're going to have more of it now. It's so natural, and it's California reminds me a lot of the Czech Republic, right? Where they literally had almost nothing. I mean, they just never had anything. They 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 thought they were successful with the lockdown, particularly the masks. There, they really touted that, and then they had like the sharpest trajectory of anyone. And again, part of that is because you did such a good job which of course they didn't. It was just natural. They just didn't get right. it. So commensurate with, you know, if you have a 10% of the people already had it, you know, there's more room for it to grow. It's going to come. But, you know, there's some resistance. Whereas if you have 0-1%, it's going to be much greater. So is that what's going on in California now? I, I think so. I think that's just legitimately what it is. For whatever reason, California kind of escapes a lot of the, the waves. And, 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 and so, like you say, so much of this is just, regional seasonality and it's just completely out of our control and um you know you see that if you compare the curves of california and nevada and arizona they're they're very similar they follow almost the same trajectory and again if if this all these measures were so effective that shouldn't be possible because everything's completely different based on where you go i mean las vegas they still have their casinos and their hotels open i mean that's you could say we know it's indoors is the biggest risk and yet they have the biggest casinos and hotels in the world in vegas open you know at lower capacity but they're seeing the same race California is with all with nothing open, you know, very, very little. Um, 
and you know, I've done this in a few other regions too. You can see it like Colorado and New Mexico and Utah. That's one I like because Colorado mandated masks uh, in mid July, mm-hmm. New Mexico was mid May. Utah had kind of, you know, some counties mandates, but didn't go statewide until the end of November. And their numbers are almost exactly the same. I mean, just the same curve, wow. same numbers, same stuff. It's, it's just, if this was all the stuff was so effective, masks were so effective, that wouldn't be possible. You know, New Mexico would be seeing a hugely more successful run at this because they were the first to mandate them. And Colorado would be much more successful than Utah because they were much earlier than Utah. But it just doesn't work. It's it's all the same same curve. You know, I did it with, with Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma, where Kansas has had a lot of counties mandate masks and all the bigger ones. Oklahoma and Missouri don't have statewide mandates. And they followed the same exact curve. And Oklahoma and Missouri have kind of done better than Kansas. Uh, you know, same thing in North Dakota and South Dakota. Same exact curve. You know, North Dakota mandates masks. South Dakota doesn't. So it doesn't matter. It's the same curve. Um, and it's, like I say, it's even even in the Southwest. It's California, it's Arizona, Nevada. They just, they follow the same curve regardless of when you mandate masks and how much compliance there is and, and, and all of it. And it's just, it's a, it doesn't matter how much, how many, examples of this are how consistent it is they will always just say they're not working because not enough people are wearing them <laughs> i mean it's like a religion with with you, you, there is nothing that is complied with more than that um i love yeah. the chart you made for me with west virginia um again this yeah. is a state that's just as radical as california because you know there's no such thing as a red state and republicans like painting the map blue so you have a governor that's just as radical there unfortunately and you know they had a mass mandate july 6 you're talking about like 40 cases per million and it was flatlined because as as it was in those type of remote mountainous states that have low population density so it's going to take a number of months for it to get to those states which it eventually did and they had it in place and it was like you know they had a little bit more over time 100 175 throughout the summer but that's really more like gradual it finally got there also more testing and then you literally see when it hit late october which is when all these things always spread it's the seasonality for any especially if you didn't have prior resistance and herd immunity it like surged to over 500 cases per million there because that was their first wave. They never really got a wave. Um, You know, like it's basically all those states that never got it. And it's like, it's like clockwork. You see the mask literally is nothing. But here's my concern and help us through this in, here's the one area where, where they're always point to. States like West Virginia that, didn't have as schmucky governors as justice. So they kind of held on longer, if you know what I mean. So so here we caught him red-handed because he had it back in July. But you have a couple of these areas where they didn't have it. And they also didn't have many cases. It was, you know, fit the description of a low-density state, kind of far-flung and remote. It's going to take much longer to get their first wave than other places do. But then once it comes, they don't have any resistance, so it's going to come strong. And they panic and then feel the pressure because you got to do something. And clearly they didn't have a mass mandate. So that's a easy one. I'm just going to make one. And then as we always know, no matter what in any given area, it's not going to be their only wave, but their main first wave that gets their first 15, 20% seroprevalence. It lasts six to eight weeks. It's like clockwork. So they're like, Hey, well, it went down. It stopped. The mask worked, right? Yeah. Uh, and 
fortunately for for the people that are following the data here, it, there's a lot of carriers, like you say, with West Virginia, where it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't go down after after a couple of weeks, or it takes months for it to happen. And you know, it, it just you can kind of get lucky. Some states have gotten lucky with timing, but uh, you know, and if you don't have enough at that point, like you say, it will just go back up anyway. And then, oh well, the mask mandate didn't work. Um, and you know, I I did this with. Uh, counties. I was like, well, you know, states are big. Let's just look at some counties. So I took the top 10 counties by population. And those are areas that are, you're going to see big compliance, you know, and, and it's the uh, the party of science that runs these these counties. So, you know, LA, Miami, and uh, Kings County, which is uh, New York, uh, Cook County, Illinois, and Chicago, San Diego, uh, Houston, Phoenix, Dallas, Riverside County here in San Diego, and Orange County in California. And uh, it's it didn't work there either. You know, you, you, they all mandated masks when cases were low, 100 cases per million combined between those 10 counties, and it went up to 500. Um, you know, but like you say, there was a wave in kind of early July, late June, early July, where a lot of these areas like Texas and Arizona would mandate masks out of panic when cases were on their way up. Yes. And two or three weeks later, it kind of went down because that was just the natural curve of the, you know, kind of summer wave in those locations. But then they got the fall and wave. And they took credit. They took yeah. credit, but then and they then got they the got fall, fall wave. wave. So that, that right. the it, proof it, is it, in the pudding, right? So you see it's natural. Exactly. It's a natural phenomenon and not because the mask... Um. Gosh, where do you see this headed, Ian? Where, where's the end game, or is there one? Well, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like there is one as far as masks are concerned, because, it's, like you say, it's an unfalsifiable position. There's, there's never a way to say, well, you know, they always will say, we don't know how much it was worse it would have been without masks. Um, and you know, you see people uh, like politicians are still pushing it, and on every tweet, on every message, every press release, you know, California spending eighty million dollars on public health campaign billboards to push people to wear masks. And so they can't ever back down from it because it would be admitting that what they tried didn't work. And it's just a, you know, I mean, the CDC is still pushing it and they're, and they push it in such minuscule ways that are easily, you know, fixable, uh, fightable. Like I I did this with Kansas and Arizona. They've said Kansas, Oh, look, the mass counties worked and the mass ones didn't. And if you go and actually look at their study, they chose to start counting their cases a week after the mandate was put into place. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why would they do that? And then I looked at the numbers and I said, oh, well, that's why. Because the mass mandate counties saw a huge growth rate the week after the mandate. And then it kind of flatlined for a bit and went up a little <laughs> bit and then kind of came down. So they knew if they chose to start by that day, they could make it look like cases had gone down in the mass mandate counties because they got to ignore that first week when the mass county saw a huge increase. I mean, that's, that's basically dishonest, you know, that that's not, and they, yeah. and by the way, when they did their Arizona study, they didn't do that because they didn't want to, because if they had waited a week, cases would have already peaked by that point and it would have made mass leases. So they pick <laughs> and choose their criteria based off of what they wanted to show. And so when you have a government agency, basically kind of, you know, pushing, pushing out incredibly misleading information and politicians are, you know, like you say, they're they're scared. They're not willing to look at this data and evidence for themselves. They just keep having this appeal appeal to authority with the CDC saying, well, look, they're saying it works. Now it provides protection. We have to keep doing it. Doesn't matter what the data shows. Not enough people are wearing them. You know, then areas will push to wear them in, in people's homes. I mean, it, it's just 
it's a like you say, it's it's become a religion. It's become a cult. There's no way to argue against a religion and a cult. Um, you know, they've all been touting a vaccine as the as the end of this. But then some states will say, oh, uh, that still won't be enough. Exactly. They're all saying that now. I mean, I think they're very, very clear about that. Um, and then once it's down, they'll say, look, everything's working. Keep on doing it so it doesn't come back. And they'll miss the fact right. that we had a whole year of it coming back despite wearing. It. I mean, my biggest fear is the timing is perfect for the left. So basically. Biden and this was a very smart move to say 100 days of masking, even though, dude, we have, you know, 200 days of masking already in most parts of the country. We, you know, so it, it really is not going to change anything, but it, it's a perfect timing because they're probably going to start lowering the CT values of the COVID testing. You will have hopefully some vaccinations that work and that will start working. By hook or by crook, you're going to go a whole fall and winter of seroprevalence. So there aren't going to be that many more people left to be able to get it anyway. And then the warmer weather in the spring, like we saw, it doesn't completely go away, this type of virus, but it's definitely a lot less. So it'll be like, hey, yeah. it worked. It worked. Like, you it know, worked. you can yeah. always find an arbitrary point. But I think where you have gotten this documented for all of time and people could go to Ian MSC on uh, Twitter you could see all of his charts. We have them at rationalground.com where you already had it documented. We caught them red-handed. We had it when they had no cases to begin with, very few cases, for months in place with mass mandates in place, and out of nowhere, it surged. So if you want to find you know, 10% of places where politically they didn't have it in place and then they didn't have cases and then they, in response to the panic, they went and did it, well, as we all know, typically they only respond with panic by the time you know enough to panic and you have the hospitalizations, it reached the peak RO level, right? The the, the spreading yeah. is first, then the infection, then the hospitalizations, then the deaths. So, you know, it already reached peak RO by the time you even reacted to it, and it's on its way down, as it always does. That is a curve, but they'll take credit for it. Um, yeah. You know, so Ian, keep up the good work. Just terrific stuff. Keep telling the truth. Your stuff is so punchy, so compelling. We need your work out there. God bless you, and thanks. Th- thank you again for joining us. Thanks so much, Daniel. Appreciate it. Take care. And, folks, we are out of time. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.